Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We appreciate you joining us every week. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Joe Hassani from Prime Protection and Taryn Silkworth, our well, one of our senior listing partners on our team. I was going to say lead listing partner, but she, she's not quite there yet. But I, she'll get there. She'll get there. But um, we appreciate you joining us this week. And so many things happened in the real estate we in, in the real estate world this week. I feel like um, you know, as the year wraps up, this has definitely been a year of change in the real estate world. Um, everything's very, very different compared to when we started 2022. Um, and a lot of stuff changed this week, as it does every week. Um, the Fed raised rates again this week, uh, half a percent, I believe. And it was less than their previous interest rate raises. Um, I think also the market kind of, as far as mortgages, had that built in. And we've talked about that several times on the show, where mortgage rates do not automatically rise when interest rates rise. They are a um, a factor which ebbs and flows in conjunction with interest rates usually, but they actually fell this week slightly, um, probably because they had um, the mortgage, you know, the rate rise already tied in, but also inflation data came back while still up a little weaker than they anticipated, which is always a good thing this time of year. Still up uh, 7.1%, but... Um, weaker than they thought it was going to be. So rates eased on that. Um, and actually, with rates easing some compared to about a month ago when they were over seven, they're in about mid sixes, 6.3 right now. Don't quote me on that. But um, buyer demand has actually creeped up with that. So Taryn, I know that um, you have a lot of listings right now. What are you seeing as far as activity compared to maybe how we started 2022? I will tell you, I mean, just within the last month, the showings on our listings have gone up dramatically. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of, you know, a couple of factors, obviously rates, but also too, I think a lot of people, you know, don't put their house on the market this time of year, which is, you know, not the best idea because you have less inventory. So you have more activity and you can, you know, sell for a couple thousand more. Yeah. And we do see that every year. People are always hesitant to put their home on the market this time of year. We always get really, really strong results in, uh, you know, November, December, as far as showings and closings. And what you typically see is inventory, even in normal world, normal market, inventory is always lower uh, this time of year. And then as we turn over to January, February, and March, it kind of goes up every month because right. every month more and more people are putting their homes on the market. So if you're looking to sell, this is always the time of year. I encourage you to go on the market because you want to beat all of those neighbors, all of those other people to the market for those buyers. Now, the positive thing about our market is our market's actually very busy in the winter because our population is so much higher because of snowbirds, people looking for second homes, people uh, being down here just looking for homes. Maybe they end up buying something. You know, Florida's always a great spot in the winter. <laughs> so people are down here and they decide, hey, I might not want to go back home. So our inventory is usually, or our activity is usually up in the winter, but inventory creeps up too. So typically, um, you know, you may see that you're able to get a better 
a better deal as a seller if you sell at the end of the year. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Once once the new year starts and homes get on that early, you know, spring inventory, then now buyers have more to choose from. So. Right. And also as a seller, you know, you're not having to do I mean, I never advise this. I never advise somebody doing a bunch of stuff at the end of the year. And that always goes down to inventory again because if there's not a lot of inventory on the market and you're a seller, you don't have somebody going out and looking at a million homes and then picking something that's prettier. You know, you go out there, you put your home on the market, um, you're not having to do as much to it because there's not so much competition on the market. And I think it's always important just to get on the market at the end of the year and and beat all those people, uh, you know, to the market. Um, One of the things that Joe does, and we talked about this last time he was on the show, for those of you that weren't listening, is, you know, they're really focused on home automation, something that could also set your home apart. And, um, you know, I think something like that, anything to set your home apart um, when you're not having to do so much to your home definitely helps the process. It sets your home apart. It, it says, hey, this home is different. This home's ready to go. This home has something that the other homes don't have. And, and that's what you guys do. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody wants to be able to control everything from their phone, right, mm-hmm. nowadays. And you can kind of piece everything together. But with ADT, a lot of people just obviously think security. If I said ADT, you just think security, right? But we're just so not in that box anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as things that we have for the house, I mean, it's really almost unlimited. And it's at a really great price where in the past you've had these uh, control four systems and savant systems that were costing people tens of thousands of dollars i'm not even kidding you because you need like somebody that knows how to program everything all these parts were crazy expensive where now for very little i mean you can lock and unlock your front door you can bring your garage door up and down you can adjust your thermostat you can see who's ringing your doorbell you can turn lights on and off. You can create scenes. There's so many things that you can do. And the consumers and buyers want this stuff, right? They mm-hmm. want a house that is cool, let's be honest. When you can do yeah, all of this. smart home is very popular. Right? right. I mean, that's a it's a whole word. You know, it, it, it really is out there. Um, and then, like I was telling you earlier, and maybe we'll jump on that on that later, but there's so many insurance benefits as far as discounts that you can get for having certain things when it comes to both automation, security, and life safety. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think as a homeowner, when you're looking at, okay, how much home can I afford? You know, especially when we're talking about interest rates and other things, interest rates, prices. Okay, basically it's, okay, what's my monthly payment? How much home can I afford? And insurance pays a huge role in that. Huge I mean, role. that that makes a huge difference, especially in Florida. I mean, just from changing the roof on my house, I, I saved two thousand dollars a year on insurance. I mean, my my insurance payment went down by like sixty five percent from a new roof. So, you know, that made a huge difference in my monthly payments. And something like, you know, that when you're talking about different discounts that you're getting because of some of the smart home features, that's huge. I think, especially on a per month basis. Yeah. So, it it. You definitely get discounts, and every insurance company does it does it differently. Um, you get a small discount for being monitored for security, mm-hmm. right? You get another discount for fire and carbon monoxide, right? But a little known fact is you get another discount for having water detection, 
All right. And so these are the three things that actually save insurance companies the most money. And what's really cool with what we've got is we've got these little sensors that you put in kind of the main areas, right? Like underneath the kitchen, bathroom, um, hot water heater, like those types of areas that tend to leak. You get it detected. Um, and I can't talk for all insurance companies, but I know if you add that and you're getting an alert, you get like a 3% uh, on top of the other discounts you're already getting. But if you get this uh, water shutoff valve that can be attached to your hot water heater, if you have that in place as well, too, you get like a 5% discount oh, wow. on top of wow, that's all awesome. the other ones. I'm talking about one company in specific. I don't right. want to say their name quite that's out okay. loud because I don't know all the ins and outs. Right. But um, <laughs> This is just hypothetical possible discounts that we're right. talking about. Well, no, they, these are and, real discounts <laughs> with a real insurance company. Just depends on what insurance right. company. Depends exactly, because they're company. all okay, different. So how much would that cost to install? Probably different per... It really ranges, right? Because every home has different amount of... Some people just want to cover doors and emotion when it comes to the security part. It depends. If they're doing the fire, the carbon monoxide, the flood, and the water shutoff valve, with installation, you're talking a couple hundred dollars. Oh, wow. That's super affordable. Uh, yeah, I like, thought you were going to say more. <laughs> I thought you were going to say thousands. Exactly. And that's usually where the shock comes in or people are hesitant thinking, oh, this is going to cost me an arm and a leg. It's Christmas time. I don't want to spend thousands of dollars. It's, no, really a few hundred dollars. And You can save thousands with your insurance company. Correct. And there's really a life safety and like house, right. you know, kind of saving thing that goes in there. So, you know, we don't need it most of the time, right? But I'll tell you that that 3% that it happens to, 5% it happens to, I mean. Hey, I've sold homes for people and they were gone all day and they came home and their entire house was flooded from a busted pipe and they just went out for the day and they, they came home to all the stucco on their second floor peeling off of the house and they thought that's weird what what's going on with the stucco and they go to the front door and a ton of water and their dogs came rushing out i mean it was a crazy thing i remember that you, day yes I mean, it was crazy you and i were mopping actually, the floors well that's actually happened to two sellers <laughs> right. i've had by the way and that that one that you're thinking of was a busted pipe in the roof and they did not live in the home but if they would have had something like that their entire house would not have flooded and I mean, I, I went over to this house and poor people, they, they didn't live here and they were selling their home and, and it was a great house. But, you know, I went over there and um, I mean, their entire ceiling, everything, the whole house was just flooded, uh, insulation everywhere from, a, from something that could have been prevented with something like a water detection system. Absolutely. And um you know, I, this is public knowledge now. So State Farm had purchased, in conjunction with Google, purchased a 15% stake in ADT. And they're going to, I don't know exactly the details at this point, but because fire, carbon monoxide, and water are probably their largest um, liability, I think is might be the right word for it. They're putting something together where if you get something with us, with ADT, with Prime Protection or your local dealers, that have some of these um, discounts already built in, I think it's going to be an even larger discount. I mean, I think they spent something like $1.4 billion. I mean, That's think incredible. about that. To spend that. But they're going to save it. Right. Times times exponentially, you know, right. to have it done. So it's it really is food for thought. Nobody ever thinks it's really going to happen to them. You know, none of us do. Right. But 
you know. No, it does. I've, I mean, I've seen it. And We've sold enough homes. Yeah, it's, seen crazy. It all. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, even fire. Carbon monoxide's another, you know, I, I don't think we worry about it quite as much here in Florida because there's not as much gas, but, you know, another important one that can affect us all. Awesome. Well, we'll get back to this right after this quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us this Sunday. And every Sunday, I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Joe Hassani from Prime Protection and Taryn Silkworth, one of our senior listing partners on our team, talking about different um, different news last week and um, different things with insurance led me to um, let everybody know that actually it was uh, revealed this week that Citizens Insurance with uh, the state of Florida, so Citizens, which is backed by the state of Florida, they like to say it's the insurer of last resort, although I don't know if they say that anymore, but um, it, it typically should be. Citizens is now requiring or going to require all policyholders to hold flood insurance as well. So if you are with Citizens, you will now have to have flood insurance. Now, to me, you know, I know a lot of people are on citizens now because a lot of insurers have pulled out of the state. But typically, um, I think they're needing uh, needing to make that a requirement because so many people are now on citizens. But for a long time, what you would find is a lot of people were using citizens if they were right along the coast, they were in a very flood prone area. Those people would have had to have flood insurance anyway. But now I think because so many insurers have left the state, and they're having so many people go on to citizens, they're just blanket requiring it for all of their policyholders. And, you know, I know that there's going to be some back and forth on if that's good or not. I personally, probably for the insurance market, think that that's a good thing because, you know, uh, you definitely don't want people picking citizens. I don't know. I hate to say this, but just because it's the cheapest one, because you worry about insolvency or, or some issues if there's ever a, a problem. And again, this is just my opinion, but I think that having more protection like flood insurance for people on citizens is a good thing. And it's a good thing for, for probably taxpayers. But if you're looking at some discounts that you could get, I don't know anything about citizens discounts, but anything you could do like Joe was talking about to possibly lower your risk, maybe in the future, possibly get some discounts. I think all those are, are great things. No, absolutely. And I know, um, I mean, obviously insurance agencies are pulling out because they're getting su- you know, sued 10,000 times a day, right? Right. right. Um, and there are some, you know, I know roofing things have happened where, you know, they shouldn't necessarily have replaced a roof have and replaced. they did, yeah. You know, there, I think there's things going on. I know there was a special session, I think, yesterday or the yes. day before. I don't know exactly all the terms. Are you a little more familiar well, with that or either I th- of you? I think that just in general, they're trying to do what they can to fix the insurance market in Florida. We all live here. We all know that the insurance market is a huge problem. Um, uh, you know, costs are out of control with insurance. And I think that they're just attempting to do what they can to fix it. You know, one of the things with this flood uh, you know, requirement is they want to kind of get over the, okay, well, was this, if we have a hurricane, oh, well, was this wooden damage or was this flood damage or what is this, uh, is this damage covered? Well, if everybody has flood, it's, it's all covered. Right. So, you know, I think that they're just trying to fix it however they can. I don't know the details and can't speak on the details of exactly what they're looking at because it's it's almost hard to, I think, for all of us to even understand if we're not in, in insurance, <laughs> but hopefully it just gets cheaper and the problems get fixed so so many insurers aren't feeling like they have to leave Florida. 
Correct. I mean, I, I do know that the issue is attorneys, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the lawsuits there. I think from what I remember reading, and my wife's in insurance too, so I've got a little bit of insight. But I think that the insurance agencies are trying to get it to where attorneys' costs can't be recovered within mm. just to maybe get the people that probably shouldn't be making a claim right. to kind of go and, and file these lawsuits where it's more for legitimate people that have legitimate sure. issues. Um, but, you know, it just lawyers and legal jargon, yeah. you just, there's... I think, I just, you know, a lot of this started, too, is when we had this huge influx of out-of-state buyers coming here. No, I don't think so. I think that, well, here's what I think. And again, this is all of our opinions. I think that over time, there has been issues with the insurance market period. For a long time, it was with settlement. Now it seems to be with roofs. And I, I know that roofs are having a huge issue with with whatever's going on right now. It is some, it's something to do with our roofs. I mean, it is crazy. Um, and I don't know if they're getting roofs replaced and then claiming out insurance. I really don't know what is going on, but I know that I do have faith that they're going to fix it because they have fixed other things over the years that were wrong with our insurance market, or they fixed other things over the years where there was scamming going on. And I think they will fix it. Yeah. I think the thing right now with the quote unquote scams is, you know, roofers knocking on doors, taking a walk and kind of maybe creating so-called damage or having it linked to a storm or, you know, I, I don't know all the right. ins and outs, but there, yeah, there, right. there, are, there are stuff there. But with that said, it is with roofs because insurance companies are now like, if your roof's over six years old, 10 years old, like, hey, get a new roof or go somewhere else. Uh, it's, right. It's getting, I mean, that's getting crazy. I mean, I replaced my roof three years ago and I, it was like $22,000 to replace. I cannot imagine replacing that roof again after 10 years. I mean, it would just, well, number one, it would still be totally good. I mean, the roof's perfect, but- you know, if insurance doesn't cover it, it doesn't get covered. You know, it's yeah. crazy. So, um, I, but I do have faith they're going to fix it. I think it's probably going to take more than one session. I know they've met before and um, they're doing what they can. But I think ultimately um, the first step with the flood stuff is is a good thing, um, especially after I, I think we'll we'll probably end up seeing as, you know, Hurricane Ian and all the impacts from that. That's going to come out in the next couple of years. You know, what happens with the claims, what happens with insurance, how many maybe could become insolvent or leave the state. But, you know, I think ultimately it will work itself out. Hopefully um, they will they will get it fixed or at least fix the requirements and, and we'll all be able to move forward. Because especially when you look at other states and the cost of insurance, I have um, investment property in another state and I'm like, well, uh, oh, insurance is only that much for an investment property, you know, with strangers staying inside of it. So it's just, it makes you realize like how expensive insurance in Florida is and, and what it adds to the cost. But, you know, we will get there. So uh, we appreciate you joining us this week. We will be right back after this quick break where we will talk about other news in this week's real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Taryn Silkworth, one of our senior listing partners on our team, and Joe Hassani from Prime Protection. When you're not listening to us on the Duncan Duo Show, you can find us online at duncanduo.com. You can find us on socials with the Duncan Duo team, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. You know, we'd love to chat with you on there, send us a message. 
Uh, we'd love to talk to you about if you're possibly buying or selling. We can help you out. And we have a lot of homes that you know, we have, and they're not even on the market yet. They're waiting to get listed, going through some different things that the sellers are doing, and then they're going to be listed. So we'd love to speak with you. Uh, depending on whatever you're looking at, we probably have it or know somebody who's selling. So give us a call. Our office number is 813-359-8990. One of the things that has nothing to do with what we were talking about before, we were trying to uh, discuss during the break, you know, we started to to talk about it was um, different upgrades that you can do to your home and different things that homes have now that they didn't used to have, smart systems being one of those things. But also we got into a decent conversation about solar panels and how, you know, that is something that we have now. And, you know, even five years ago, we, we didn't really see much of rare. that. Very rare. It was very rare. I remember when we first started having conversations about solar panels and it was something that I, I don't even think I knew how to answer a question with an agent. And now I feel like we run into it all, all the, the time. time. All the time. Um, and Joe actually, you were saying that you do you guys do solar panels or? We do. So ADT um, recently launched ADT Solar. Okay. And so it's something that uh, can actually tie in and... Um, you know, there's a lot of consumers out there that like the idea of solar, that like the idea sure, of going, going green. green, you know. Um, solar is an interesting one. So you don't <laughs> always save money on your electric bill, right? Sometimes you just have to have that green mentality kind of thought process. Um, but sometimes it's crazy the way your roof is, the, way, the direction it's shaping, yes. how, you know, how much pla- how many planes there are to actually put things on it can be it can save you what we do know is that it will save you money in the years to come if you plan on staying and then there are options with um solar where you know most people finance it over 25 30 years kind of like a mortgage but you can do 20 15 10 5 if you really just want to aggressive be aggressive and get off the grid at some point right so one of the and you know full disclosure um I drive an electric car. I drive a Tesla. Um, I've driven one since probably 2014 or 2015. And Tesla also does solar. A lot of different companies do solar. Um, You know, the great thing that I always have debated about is, okay, well, you know, they have a battery, they have a power wall, they have stuff where, okay, it's charging during the day. And then at night, you know, you're running your house off this battery and you're also charging your car off this battery. But, you know, their system's pretty expensive. You know, I always think, oh, you know, should I splurge for it? You know, I know that I'm not going anywhere. We're, we're not moving. So I know that over time it would pay off. But I also have that thought in my mind is, okay, what if I wait two or three years? How much cheaper would it be at that point? Will it be cheaper? Um, the technology gets cheaper. Hopefully that trickles down to consumers, although it hasn't really with electric cars. So I don't know that it would with solar. Yeah, they seem to get more expensive yeah. too, right? So I, I don't know. I, I hesitate because of the cost, but also um, even though they've made a lot of improvements with the visuals of the solar panels, I also am like, I don't love the way solar panels look. Plus, if we have a storm, is there going to be a solar, you know, an issue with the solar panels on the roof? And, you know, it's just a whole bunch of things that I think about. I mean, these are things that everybody thinks about, right? right? So um, you have to be 
again, you've kind of got to be somebody that's in that kind of state of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are different rules with solar, right? So if you're doing below an 11.76 or 74 kilowatt system, there's no additional insurances that are needed. It kind of gets rolled into your current policy. If you go above that, you have to get an umbrella policy. And there's like a tier one, a tier two, depending on how how large and big you kind of go. So there, <laughs> ching, you just ate up some of my savings, right? <laughs> right? You know. So there's that. But I just got an email today from Tico. And they're going to be raising rates 11 percent. Oh, I got the same email what? this morning. 11 yes. Oh, so I haven't checked my email on that yet. I got the same email this morning. They typically raise they blame rates it on inflation four to six percent, okay. you know, each year, and that's where the solar kind of comes in because you're financing it, so it's one payment. It's just steady from now until whenever. There's pros and cons with it, right? I mean. You really got to look at it and see if it makes sense for you monetarily. But when I get an email like this from Tico, I'm like, well. I think one (laughs) of the main factors if somebody is going to put solar on their home is, like you said, Robert, is this: how long are you planning on staying in this home? Right. If it's something that you're going to stay in for five years, probably not the best financial decision. But if it's something that you're going to stay in, you know, for 30 years, then, yeah, I think it's something that you would seriously consider. Right. Absolutely. And we do run into that when we are selling, selling. homes. Absolutely. Um, it's always a painful conversation with sellers because, you know, depending on their salesperson and depending on what the company has told them, we do break some hearts when we talk about the value of their solar system. And we don't try to. No, we're, no, no. We want to be honest. We're just being honest with yes. them. And I also think part of the issue with the value of solar and you're, when you're talking about a home sale is the way that they are looked at from an appraisal standpoint. Now, I think to encourage... I sound like I'm very into government because I talked about how the government was going to fix our insurance market. Now I'm like, well, to encourage this technology that maybe people don't want. But no, I think maybe if there was some requirement in order to encourage adoption of solar or in order to encourage, you know, because I mean, it's expensive, but in order to make sure that people aren't, um, you know, negatively impacting their value or to ensure that the appraiser knows the value. I think that there should be some kind of requirement that it should add to the value. It should add value. And, you know, maybe not, obviously you can't determine what the issue is with the market. You know, if the market wants to add value, great. But I think for an appraisal standpoint, I do think a solar system on a house and the cost savings that it will likely give the next person that owns the house should be an improvement of value to me. And I think that we do not see that a lot, unfortunately. No, and and it's up to every appraiser's discretion, really, what what they're going to value it. But I don't think I have ever seen an appraiser give value on solar. Right. And again, this is people, I mean, we sell hundreds of homes and we're just giving you, hey, something to think about if you're looking at putting this system on your house. It's not that it's bad. I think that it's great. And I think that if you're going to be there a while, it's going to save you money. And I also think that, man, it makes that electricity bill a lot better. Oh, a lot better. But when you're looking at selling the home, what we are seeing right now today is it's not giving you a value for the sale. And sometimes 
it could be looked at negatively depending on how you're financing it and depending on if that buyer needs to take over that financing, if it has to be paid off at closing. And sometimes, I don't know if it's a miscommunication between different parties or um, whatever. Um, there's a lot of information when you're installing something that's that expensive. But I think sometimes what we're finding is that homeowners don't necessarily know, oh, I have to pay this off with the funds at closing before right. the buyer can buy the property. Or, oh, the buyer can't actually buy the property because now they have to qualify for a twenty dollars or $30,000 loan and it, on right. top of their home purchase. Which, it depends on what program you go with. Like I know we've sold a couple homes that have had the Tesla solar panels mm-hmm. on there. They have different programs and say, you know, some of the PACE programs or things like that. So just do your research if you're interested in solar to make sure that, you know, when, when you go to sell the home that you well, have all the proper and information. And I think that obviously somebody like Joe, you know, you know, we work with him a lot. We know him, we trust him. He's going to give you the right information. So if you have solar questions and if it's something you're looking at, that's something I would definitely talk to Joe about because he knows about the systems. They're obviously now doing that as far as, you know, all of the different home stuff that they do. And that's something that he can answer your questions on. So how do they get in touch with you? All right, so they can find us in a couple different ways. I mean, we have our uh, 800 number, which is 800-214-7208. They can find us on primeprotectionllc.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the stuff under Prime Protection. And uh, we'd love to answer any questions that anybody might have about it. Yeah, and if you're looking to sell your home and you have questions about that, maybe how it's impacting your value or if you want to know the value of you know this purchase that you made um, and you're ready to sell give us a call we've sold so many homes with solar Um, we we definitely know the ins and outs of each system depending on how you purchased it and how you financed it and how they rolled that cost into either your taxes or a loan for you or whatever they did Um, you know, we can help you with that. Give us a call, 813-359-8990. That is our office number. And, um, or you can reach out to us, like I said earlier, on our socials, the Duncan Duo team um, on all of the different socials, or you can go to our website, duncanduo.com. We can, uh, you know, speak with you there, answer your questions. You can actually reach out to us there and uh, we can give you a preliminary value of your home. And then we can go out and take a look at the property and get more in-depth with you if you're looking to sell or you're just curious about the value of your home. So you can go there. We'd love to help you out. And we'll be back right after this quick break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo here with Joe Hassani from Prime Protection and Terrence Silkworth, one of our senior listing partners with our team. So the year's coming to a close and lots of changes have happened. Let's go through predictions a little early because it's not quite the last show of the year, but we're almost there. Uh, Taryn, what is your prediction for 2023? I'm super excited for 2023. Um, You know, Andrew challenged me to sell 100 homes. So (laughs) here we go. Buckle up. Um, So, you know, I think that the in my opinion, I think kind of the the first quarter or maybe half of the year, you know, is going to continue like we are now. Okay, Um, but I think as we get more towards the end of 2023, you know, obviously with the new election cycle, things like that start to change. Um, You know, I think that we will we'll probably see interest rates tick down a little bit more. And I think I think that buyer demand is going to be up. 
Well, the Fed has indicated that they are going to, as they already did, kind of step down the interest rate hikes. They were raising them by three quarters of a point. Now we're down to a half a point. Hopefully that continues. Um, I know that that will help the real estate market as long as mortgage rates kind of continue to either hold steady or go down. Sometimes I think that buyers just need time to adjust. <laughs> I definitely and, think that. Right. And they, hey, look, this is actually more normal of a this rate is market. This more of a normal if, market. And, and actually like still the lower end of normal um, if you look back like 20 years. So um, this is something that's more normal. I think that the interest rates are probably going to stabilize as far as mortgages are concerned. And then buyer demand is going to go back up. Builders have slowed down again. Um, that affects inventory and demand. One of the things that I talk about all the time is that we have inventory problems. Um, a lot of a lot of our inventory problems come from builders completely stopping building for like ten years. And in a state like ours that's still experiencing crazy growth, to have builders not building for a good number of years that really hurts our inventory. And again, it's supply and demand. So when inventory is low and demand is even normal it still makes prices go up. And that's, that's right. kind of what we've seen in our real estate market. We've kind of been having a war between inventory and prices and inventory and prices. And which one's kind of going to crack first? Is the prices going to go down or is the in what's going to happen? And we've kind of seen both stay Both have steady. happened, yeah. yeah. Uh, prices have went down locally just about 3%. Nationally, they've gone down a little bit more, but... Inventory has stayed really, really low. And I think that that's going to continue. I think we're probably, what we're going to see the first half of the year is we're going to see um, the market be really similar to where it has been, kind of just plodding along, going a little up, a little down, a little up, a little down. And then I do think towards the end of the year, I would agree with you, people will either get used to it and they'll say, hey, I've waited, I'm, I'm ready, ready to buy now, or the market will, you know, rates will go down and the market will loosen up a bit more. I don't think, my opinion, I don't think that, you know, prices are going to nosedive or the market's going to tank con compared to where it is now. I think that this is probably the way it's going to be for a bit and then it's going to improve. And I, I don't think prices are going to shoot up or anything. I think they will go up you know, maybe one to 2% kind of back to normal. But I think what's going to happen is activity is going to increase. Um, more people are going to be listing their homes because inventory is still super low. And then that's going to cause more people to want to buy because they see something they like, or, you know, somebody that's ready to sell, they're going to, you know, see something they like, and then they'll put their house up for sale. And I think that that's still part of one of the issues that we're having is just not enough inventory. You know, we're starting to see um, offers come in that are contingent upon home selling. Right. We haven't seen that in uh, right. two years. Right. You know, now now that's coming. And I think exactly what you're saying. I, I think buyers are now starting to get used to the interest rates and realizing, hey, you know, I still can do this, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I just have to sell now to buy, right. which, you know, um, I think that's great for I think that's great for our market. Buyers are, you know, moving up to newer homes and some of the first time home buyers now have inventory to choose from. Right. No, I think it's going to loosen everything up. And Joe, what's your what's your prediction? Well, you know, it's always hard to say. So I think back to, you know, the 2008 
2007, I guess, whatever the, the pop, the bubble, the downturn in real estate, right? Um, well, we, we did well this year. <laughs> no, so, we, we, so, we were the short sale uh, king and queen. So I did pretty well during that time too. But, you know, but what happened is, uh, you know, the banks had an influx of inventory. They didn't know what to do with it. They're putting it on the market. But, you know, at some point they got smart and they're like, ah, oh, we don't, let's control this. We're right. holding this, we're holding this paper anyways. We'll just start trickling it into the market. So I think that builders have probably taken a, a page out of that because a lot of them got caught with their pants down for lack of mm-hmm. a better uh, analogy there. So I don't think they're they're going to be building as many homes. Right. I think they're you know they're going to limit inventory, which is going to keep prices. I don't want to say artificially up, but it's going to keep them up stable. Stable. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. Good word, yeah. Robert. Um, so, hey, they're not going to deplete the value of their asset. Correct. Exactly. So, you know, everyone's getting manipulation of the market. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, it's good business move. Yeah, um, right. I yeah. think a lot, here's the thing. I think a lot was learned during the real estate crash. I think from lenders, I think from consumers, I think from builders. And I think that there hasn't really been enough time for those lessons to go away. I think builders know how to control their inventory much more. I think that lenders understand that they're not going to deplete the value of their asset. Um, They know what to do with that now. And they figured that out a while ago. And I think also consumers know, hey, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I'm going to jump in when I see these prices start to go down because I could have bought whatever before and i missed it and i i talked to so many people that are just waiting like they're I just waiting to so many <laughs> right. sellers i mean i just I, I just took a listing last week where he's like i don't care about interest rates have you seen these prices <laughs> i'm buying and and he, and he is yeah right it's crazy because but, you know it goes back to the old saying you marry the home and you date the rate oh no i and i think that anything so anything could happen in in 2023 but um, but we'll be here. We'll be here through 2023. We'll be helping you out. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. We appreciate you spending your Sunday mornings with us. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo. Thank you again. And we'll be back next Sunday. Thanks, Tampa Bay.